In the process of cleaning the garage, I've lost my Combat Empire set. Ooh, not good. VHS tapes, and I described them to to my wife, and she's like, I've seen those, and I'm thinking, yeah, as you threw them in the garbage. Ha! Well, um, shoot. I guess we don't need to do a cold open or anything before the show. Isn't that what we're doing right now? I guess we just did. Ha! Hello and welcome back. Yep, so we're back on track and we're here for Anime Freaks number 10, trucking our way to Iskandar. Eastbound yeah, we're, down. we're getting close to the end, aren't we? Yeah, I, I, I was counting that up because I was thinking, all right, so we've got, we're, this is going to be episode 19 and 20, and I think we only have six more episodes, correct? Yeah, so it'll be three more Anime Freaks shows and then we're going to be done with the first season of Star Blazers. Mm-hmm. And then we go into Akira. Akira! Tetsuo! Tetsuo! <laughs> and then the little... Oh, it was, I remember the... It was like a little t- teddy bear or something. I haven't seen it since I was in college, so I don't remember. <laughs> I, I remember the big scenes. I don't remember the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, that, same here. I mean, there's like... I remember there's like the American general, I think, that's going after them. I remember the tank scene, stuff like that. And then right. when I was cleaning the garage, we were talking before we started, I found my, um, I have a hard case, uh, metal case DVD that I bought like a like a special edition, oh, probably well on, probably around the year 2000 or earlier. So I'll probably watch it with that, see if there's anything special on that. I, I don't remember if there's any um, special... Um, uh, you know, behind the scenes stuff or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, or any um, vignettes or anything. But and if there are, they're probably all on YouTube anyway. So if I find any, I'll uh, shoot them your way so you can oh, look good. at them too. Um. So so yeah, that's that's going to be our plan after we finish up. That'll be early next year if we keep on going th- at this rate. Yeah, because this this should come out. This should be coming out in what we're doing right now. Should be coming out in November. And then we'd have December, so like uh, October. Well, thank you. I just jumped yeah. through the entire month of October. <laughs> I did two space warps in a day, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm like, all this, yeah, because that'll come up in the show. I'm like, two space warps in a day. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> First thing in the morning and last thing at night. You guys are just asking for trouble, or they're just getting used to them or something. Well, they're starting to enjoy being that trippiness of them. Whoa, man. We need to do another space warp, dude. <laughs> I'm jonesing for a space warp. <laughs> yeah, that and Dr. Sane is uh, slamming a sake. Although that was in the Japanese version, not the... Uh, right. I don't know you, I'm sure you looked over the notes for the Japanese version. I did, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but do we have any new anime news before we get into the subject at hand? Uh... Nothing new. I did, as of this morning, I have finished watching Total Eclipse. Mm. Now, I believe last episode I was saying how you, you get through it and then they add another character and starts getting to, like, the, the anime, soap opera, you know, one guy, three girls interested in him, etc., etc. Well, it goes on like that for a little bit and then it kicks you squarely in the balls. Oh. 
Uh, yeah, it gets really dark at the very end. And it's, it, I'll say this, I'm not going to spoil it, but I will say this, that there were clues of what was coming in the episodes leading up to that. Hmm. And okay. once, once the big hit reveal comes, it's like, holy shit, I didn't think of that, but yes, it makes sense. Okay. So that's all I will say for anyone who has not finished it. How many it, episodes total? 25. Is it just one season? It's just one season. They have not made a second season, although they set up a second season oh, at the end of this one. As far as I know, they have not made a second season. All right. Well, I'll have to get back on that train. Um, so so what do you got planned for next? Do you have anything in the queue? Uh, I may veer off of anime and go and watch a little Ultraman. Hmm. Because that there's a lot of that available. And every time I hear Luke talk about it on one of his uh, Earth Destruction Directive episodes. I want to get back in, into watching it. I've seen like three episodes so far of the first Ultraman. Mm -hmm. But if you go on to Crunchyroll, they have like six other Ultraman se series. Oh, it. I know. There's yeah. I I remember the episode that he, he did with Shag with the Doctor Who and um, Ultraman one. Yes. And all the comparisons. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen the Ultramans from the 60s uh, when they were on in in the states and i remember growing up seeing those uh with you know the whole um uh, like the japanese self-defense or what was no it was the science force Damn. uh yeah it was the, like oh luke's going ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> the science patrol science patrol okay that's right so well maybe i'll look at that too uh the I don't know if I brought this up last time, but I had was uh, going through back in the summer, uh, maybe back in early August or late July. I sat down, wanted to watch something on Netflix and watched the Captain Harlock movie that was done in like 2013 or 2014. And all I got to say, wow. Yeah. It, wow. Now, if I brought this up before, I apologize for being repetitive. I couldn't remember if we brought we, we discussed this last time, but... It was just, it was so, it was to the point of looking, uh, did you see the Final Fantasy movie Spirits Within a few years ago? That was like in the early 2000s? Yes, yes. It makes that look, it what that made Star Blazers look like, the Captain Harlock movie makes Final Fantasy, makes that movie look like. At least to me, the way it looks. Oh, so, really? Okay. Yeah, it just looked so, Wow. I'm going to have to look that up, definitely. Yeah, and there was... I don't remember much of Captain Harlock. I don't know if... I remember him from... I think he was in the Galaxy Express 999 movie. Okay. I, th I think. Um, you had said you saw that Harlock is on Hulu as well, right? Yeah, Cap the Captain Harlock series is available on Hulu. Hmm. And that's something like 52 episodes over two seasons. Okay, because this, this movie... I, see, I'm not, I'm not familiar that much with the anime. I'm, I'm familiar with the character and what he looks like and his ship and everything. But this goes into detail of the movie talks about, <clears throat> you know, sets up what's going on with the Earth, why he's doing what he's doing, um, how he became Captain Harlock. It's all about his origin. I don't know if it jibes with the show. And, and if it doesn't, maybe it'll piss people off if they go and see it. But I enjoyed it for what it was. Good. Okay. So uh, now I'll go back and watch watch the show. 
So I would I would recommend that. I would also re- recommend, even though it's not anime, but you've got some time and you could watch. I think it was like ten or thirteen episodes. Was uh, I watched Torchwood? Um, oh, okay. The latest thing that they put out when they com- teamed up with Stars a few years ago, um, Miracle Day. Yeah, it was all right. Sorry. Yeah, every, everything I've been hearing about it, it's either it's been it sucks or it's okay. No one ha- so far, no one has said this is great TV. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Torchwood fan, so I saw a lot of um, Torchwood themes that were in previous series and callbacks to certain things. But then I saw to where they had a bigger budget and they took advantage of it. Okay, when but. It seemed like it had a lot of padding, though, because of that. Like, hey, we've got a budget. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. and We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, why don't you just stick to the story? <laughs> don't show off so much. Yeah. And where in the beginning, I thought Bill Pullman was great. By the end, I was like, oh, for God's sakes, just kill him already, please. <laughs> can everybody just go back to being able to being killed and we can get rid of Bill Pullman? Because where he was great in the beginning as a as a serial killer who is is getting is going to be sentenced to death and he doesn't die during the execution and he's real creepy the first couple episodes after a while you're just like oh man all right all right shoot him already well yeah yeah today was our independence no 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 just die <laughs> shut up yeah so all right well I guess uh, I don't I guess we don't have any other straight up anime news. Nope, no new we, anime news. Because uh, we suck. Again, people, we're not the purveyors of all things anime, although I do believe we say that in our in our promo. But uh, Well, that that's just to get him here. You yeah, know, get him yeah. listening. Once you get him in the door. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode's free. <laughs> and then we string you out for four months. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is anime freaks? Yeah, we don't have any news, and we don't have any email either. I oh. checked the checked the mailbag, and it is sadly lacking. <laughs> but again, you know, people probably thought that we had pod faded, so why bother writing in? Exactly. But we're back, bitches. Guess I don't need to say that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're hearing this, obviously we're back. Episode nineteen, communication satellite. Now that just, I was trying to go for the whole Led Zeppelin communication breakdown, and yeah. Forget it. Yeah, it didn't work. Star Blazers episode 19, the communication satellite. Otherwise known as? Uh, the long-ass Japanese title is Homesickness of Space. My mother's tears are my tears. And I'll somebody... stick with communication satellite. <laughs> and somebody get a rag and clean them up. <laughs> While the Star Force is still on its way to planet Balin, communications officer Homer visits the holography room to view images of his hometown. But Star, has, Star Trek stole it. Star Trek stole it. <laughs> yes, this is the first appearance of the holodeck. But has an emotional breakdown declaring, It's all a lie! Shortly thereafter, the bridge crew sees Captain Avatar communicate with the Earth's Earth Defense Command. The Earth Defense Command says that conditions on Earth are tough, but they are getting by. And he gives a complete recap of the series up till now. However, once the transmission ends, Homer blurts out that they are all being deceived saying that Star Force has no idea where they are going. Then he collapses and is whisked away to the infirmary. Oh! <laughs> Venture says that Homer's actions may have been puzzling, but his concern is a valid one that is on everyone's minds and apparently Nova's breasts. <laughs> we'll get back to that. 
Captain Avatar replies that even though there is no guarantee of mission success, the Star Force is Earth's only hope of survival, and they owe it to Earth to believe in their mission. On Planet Balin, General Lysis muses on the effectiveness of the communications relay satellite, which he has planted to enable the Star Force to talk to Earth. Also with the bird picking nits out of his hair. <laughs> which is a rock rock from Planet Ruby, apparently. That, that's from the uh, Japanese version. Oh. The plan is to weaken the Star Force by allowing bad news from Earth to destroy their morale. Back on the Argo, Wildstar discovers Homer secretly making a call to Earth, during which Homer learned that his father was very sick. Upset and homesick, Homer bolts, finds a spacesuit, and jumps out an airlock intent on floating back to Earth. What he floats to is instead the Gamelon Relay satellite. Well, makes sense, it's right between the Argo and Earth. His depression and delusion melt away as he realizes the danger this presents. Before long, Wildstar, leading a search party, locates Homer and rescues him. Wildstar hands Homer the firing controls on the sudden second seat in his fighter and lets him blow the satellite to bits. Earth has only 255 days left. Yeah, luckily uh, they found him before he became like Miles Dyson in uh, Terminator 2. (laughs) (laughs) What what I want to know is, I mean, obviously he jumped out of the ship while it was moving. Because they're not going to stop, which is how he gets that far away from the ship that once he has a spacesuit, oh, well, where is he? But how does he keep going? You know what I mean? Yeah. He has no propulsion. How How is he? Well, an object in motion tends to stay in motion, and if there's no outside forces affecting him, which you could say that could be why he was actually drawn to the, um, although then in that if, under that, knowledge you think that maybe he would have smashed into the satellite because he's moving so fast but you see here's but he was he you could say he was drawn to the satellite because the gravity of it pulled him in but the satellite's not that big first of all so its it's gravitational effect is negligible secondly he jumped out of a moving ship now anyone that has taken your basic physics class knows the ball on a train scenario where you throw the ball up and it still is supposed to come down because it has the momentum of the train so if he jumps out of the Argo, let's say he pushes off. He pushes back away from the Argo. Well, the Argo is going to keep moving because it's under engine power, so it's going to keep moving that way. But his momentum of that push does not negate the momentum he already had from the Argo. So he's actually going to be floating further away from Earth when the, the net forces are realized. And I just bored the hell out of our audience and my co-host. No, no, no. I was just thinking <laughs> if if he, if he pushed back backwards from the ship, he still his legs would not be able to overcome the momentum from the ship's engines. Uh, uh, science, <laughs> cause anime. So right, like so. Well, I I I I don't know. But they do bring up in the well. You know what they bring up in the Japanese version that they're. They say Hal was Nova because in the Japanese version, <laughs> there's a version that gets edited out to where Nova comes running out of her stateroom or whatever in her lingerie, which you've actually, I think, posted that picture as that a was that was part of Nova the, Stalker. Uh, yeah, the Nova Stalkers episode. Yeah. yeah, that. But see, here's the thing. It, but she says, "I saw him float by my window." Right. So, but they say 
they say like the exact opposite that, oh, he would have been going so fast, how could she have seen him? Because they're saying that basically as soon as he got off the ship, that he loses his... Um, Which the, doesn't make sense. Right, yeah, because he can't lose all that. Because even if he was on the ass end of the ship, ship, of course, I'm not a physics major, so forgive me. If he's on the back end of the ship and pushes away from it, I mean, he's already moving at that speed... So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. And plus, if he was at the back end of the ship and pushed off, he'd push himself into the engines and die. <laughs> so It's all an excuse for Nova to come out. In her negligee. Yeah. But, well, here, see, here's the thing. In I her watched, black underwear and sheer pink top. Yeah, I watch a lot of old movies. Turner Classic Movies is one of my go-to stations. So, in those, you see women, they get, you know, they get up. They put on a robe, even if it's a see-through robe, which <laughs> makes no sense to me. They still put that on before they go out. What? And it looks like Nova has that on because it's got a little tie at the top and everything. I don't see anything except the black panties under that. Well, so did she put on a robe because otherwise she would be running out into the hall in only her panties? We can only hope. <laughs> be out there all night trying to see, you know, general alarm. Red alert! <laughs> oh, man. Crap. Now, I did notice that, because uh, as, as I'm sure you're familiar with, Bill, there are communications within a ship. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go to a certain point, pick up a, a communicator, and talk to somebody else. Apparently, each one of these has its own seven-digit phone number. Yeah, I saw those, and I was wondering if anybody ever tried to dial those numbers. Because <laughs> I was thinking, oh, I should dial that number. Who the hell is this? Because they weren't five five five; they were actual seven. No, like the one that the one that's listed uh, that Wildstar is calling from is five nine four zero two four one. So uh, I apologize to whoever has that number. I was going to say <laughs> I should get my phone out now. Just go, hello. Yeah. <laughs> who who was he calling though? He was calling Conroy. Oh, I see. is Conroy there? <laughs> no, there's no Conroy here. Okay, thanks. Uh, something else that got edited out from the Japanese version is Homer's dad was not sick. No, he had took part in a riot. There was, yeah, there were riots. And you kind of see a little bit of that when you, we take... take Barely. It Earth. looks like a... But, okay, that could have been a riot or a bunch of people having a party on a rooftop. Right. Because, they, because there's no... there. You just see all these things that look like people moving on top of a building and then cut away. You don't see anything. Yeah, yeah and then... They have police using water cannons to disperse the crowd, and there's fires going on and everything. And Homer's dad, in the Japanese version, actually dies from his injuries. Mm -hmm. But in this, I mean, this episode is depressing enough. They don't need to incl include his dad dying. Although I can see where that would, you know, definitely throw him over the edge. Yeah, well, and and I guess to before we rip get into ripping the actual... Star Blazers episode apart. I'm going to bring up one more depressing thing, and you and I talked a little bit about it already. Yeah. And that's that when Homer jumps off the ship, that's not f that's not funny. I mean, that's and and it's not meant to be. And just to, to some people, they they may not realize the implications of that. He's going to die. You know, I joked about it earlier, saying you know he's going to be out of breath. Well, yeah, he's he's going to die because he's going to run out of air. He's not thinking through what he's doing, and I I sometimes bring up my time in the Navy, and when I was in the Navy, I saw one person die because they we were in boot camp, and well, 
didn't actually see the person, but there was a lot of yelling. We went to the edge of the building. We were in a class, and there was a guy that had jumped out of the building and landed on the concrete. And a, like you see in the movies, to use a term, that there was a pool of red slowly moving away from his 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 head and they called us all back inside and later on like on that sunday they you know they had the chaplain speak to us and and, you know just just to that's all i want to say about it okay and the other time that something like that happened was on my first deployment and on one of our sister ships um on the monterey i was on the gettysburg and the monterey was in the same deployment and uh in the same battle group and we had to stop and go back um, maybe about 100, 200 miles offshore of the United States because somebody went overboard. And although it was never really stated, but one of, some of the other people that I had been on the ship with that been in, it's not uncommon for that to happen as soon as you go on, on, a, on a deployment. I mean, you know, some people just can't deal with the fact that they are going to be completely... Back, back then, it was a little different than it is now. I'm talking 20 years ago. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have pagers. There was nothing like that. I mean, it was very nascent technology. We could not contact people on the ship like they do in the Star Force. <laughs> there was no... The only way you could communicate with somebody while on board ship was to... was Basically, you would have to get a, a emergency message from the Red Cross... If you had a family member that had become ill, or you had, you would have to receive a letter or something, and then they would allow you access to communications to talk directly back to the United States or to wherever your family was. So, a lot of people can't deal with that separation, or maybe have a lot of things going on, and it was suspected that this person jumped off the ship and was going to swim back to America, back home. So it. They were actually doing what they have Homer trying to do in this episode. Yes. That yeah. is, I mean, we don't mean to bring people down, but that this is not a happy episode. And it shows you what that kind of isolation will do to you. And you know, that's, obviously, it's taken from real life. I'm pretty sure that some of the writers knew people that went through this exact same thing, just like you, you had an experience like that. Yeah, so it was it was, you know, just brought back up things that, you know, that I hadn't thought about. I didn't even I didn't even remember this episode until I watched it and then I was just like, "Wow, I remember all this." You know, it's very it was very sobering. Yeah, and actually going back to what you just said about not being able to talk to home. That's one of the things that Homer in this episode does. He call due to the relay satellite, he calls his parents. And his mom actually asked him at one point, is it all right for you to be calling us? Yeah. And you know what? I would highly suspect, I mean, I'm not in the military now, haven't been for some time. I would still think they probably limit communications and don't allow you to just talk all the time because it can be somewhat of a distraction depending on where you're at. Well, and, not not just a distraction. It's And a security it, risk. Yeah, exactly. It's harmful to the mission yeah. because you, you can't call somebody and say, oh yeah, I can see Sicily from here when you're, you're not supposed to know. Right. The, the battle group is supposed to be on its own, not, not being tracked right. by outside sources. So the only time we could talk to anybody was when we were in port. And then you would either, if it was on a, a base, you, they would sometimes have phone exchanges to where you could go and 
you pay your money, you you make your phone call, you know, or you're out in town and you you know you buy the get exchange for the local money and put it in the phone. And I had a phone card, so I would use that to call back back to the states. So yeah, it's it's communication when you're in the service is very it means a lot and it can be devastating at the same time as is shown here. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things that you you get, especially we have joked about in, in other episodes where you have some of the guys say, Oh yeah, well, you know, I I wish we had some action going on. Well, no, you don't (laughs) really, but at least the action would break up the worrying about your family. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of times the sheer boredom is what would, would put people, you know, there's so many things I see. I, I hate to blab about, oh, when I was in the Navy, do this and do. I got in a fight with one of my coworkers because you're in close proximity to each other for, for months. And sometimes we're at sea for months <laughs> and you're seeing the same people. Just imagine sleeping in a room with 57 other people and you and- wake up every day and you go to, and you eat. I mean, you think traffic is bad, you know, <laughs> just, Oh, I, I, I've been on Navy ships. I have seen where you would have to sleep and holy. Yeah. You, you think traffic is bad. You, you don't get that crowded on a, a city bus. Yeah. I mean, you live on something that my ship was like maybe 400, 500 feet long and maybe 70, 80 feet wide. <laughs> you know, that's, that's not a lot of places you can go to get away from people. You know, you, it's, it's, you're, you're, you're cramped. And there was, there was a few, there would be, you know, occasional fight would break out. And then I remember one, one time, you know, I, I guess the testosterone just gets high and we had like this grand melee, like we were, like it was a WWE fight <laughs> broke out. Cause we were doing all these wrestling moves and we're falling on each <laughs> other. We're flip, we're taking couch cushions and we're hitting each other and, and just, and it got a little out of hand because then there was like a dog pile of people and there was one guy at the bottom and, there, you know, after like five guys got out, he's like, ah, so we had to break it up, you know, but you just get all this frustration and you're just like, you know, ah, and at the same time, the sadness and you, the, the isolation. So a lot of the things I, I see on the show just remind me so much of my time in the service. Yeah. Which another thing comes up that I'll mention when we do our review of the you know, when we go step by step through through the episode, I have another thing to bring up because they mention it in the write up, which I I'll just bring it up here. Okay. The guys that are in the baby blue and white outfits. Oh, the uh, the waiters. Yeah. They're not waiters. They're called stewards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Just a> waiter. <laughs> well, I, essentially, they at the table pouring them a drink. Essentially, they are because in the navy. Um, in the Navy, um, if you're, depending on the size of the ship and the manning that they have on it and your rank, you may have to go work what they call mess duty, which is working in the galley, serving food. You can do anything from being the dishwasher to the night baker, which I was the night baker on my second term. Oh, cool. Uh, I was the night cook and night baker. We would prep all the food for the next day. Oh, it was nice because I didn't have to freaking look at anybody. <laughs> Keep your head down. Yeah. Put the and rolls I would, in the oven. I would go to quarters in the morning at 8, and then i go to bed, and I could, do, I could sleep for a little bit and then do what I want for the rest of the day and just go back to work at night. So did that for, you know, for like uh, two months. But my previous tour 
uh, on that, which was three months, I worked in the, in the chief's mess and I was somewhat of a steward. Now I wasn't called a steward, but if I had been picked to go work in the officer's mess, which is, mm. then you would be, you would actually wear a outfit with like a tie and you would be, you were a waiter, you were a steward, you were a ship steward for an officer for them. You would serve them their meals because they ate at a big table. It, it's a whole, just exactly like in that shop. Yeah, I, I'm. the more I'm watching this episode and the more I talk to you about them, it I get the feeling that you had a lot of the writers or storyboard artists that were involved in the, the production of this series that were in the Navy. Yes, because there's so much naval tradition and little intricacies like this that I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's what that guy's doing. Because even in the write-up, they don't, that we read uh, that was, you know, they said, oh, well, this is ne- never seen and we're not really sure what this guy was doing. Well, he was a ship. That's exactly what he's doing. He's a ship steward. And I served in the chief's mess. And basically I served them. I, I didn't serve them their food. I cooked them their food, picked up their laundry, mm-hmm. would make their beds. They would pay me to make their beds. Lazy bastards. <laughs> hey, you got paid to do it. I did. I did get paid. <laughs> would, would get paid 20 bucks a paycheck. It, a a a payday, which the eagle always shit on the first and the fifteenth. <laughs> so we we had a tip jar, and they would put you know twenty bucks in was so basically they were paying forty bucks a month for somebody to make their rack for them, you know, and we would get their laundry, clean their bathrooms, you know, we that was our job for for three months, and that wasn't a bad gig, you know, I could have been working in the scullery cleaning dishes. Right. All day, you know, or cleaning the mess decks. Yeah, screw that. <laughs> so, but anyway. All right. So while, while we're on that scene. Okay. This is oh, something, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is something that you had messaged me about yesterday. <laughs> and then I kept an eye out for it while I was watching it today. And yeah, so Venture <laughs> has this big speech. Oh, Homer has a point. Captain Avatar, you know, he looked, so he looks at Wildstar. <laughs> Then he turns to his other side and looks down at Nova's breasts and asks her a question. What about you, Nova? <laughs> I was like, did he just, I backed it up. I'm like, did he just, did he just, and he talks to her breasts. Yeah. Not, he, he doesn't look in her face. He looks, he looks down. At her, down at her breasts and says, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I was just like, oh my God. I can't believe he did that. I mean, I can't believe that they animated it that way. Somebody had to draw it that way. Right. They, that wasn't an not actor like... making a slip. That they did they drew it that way for several seconds on purpose. I mean, that would have been perfect for like a Star Blazers gag reel to where <laughs> you know how they do that in some of the animated movies where they make the phony gag reels. Right, yeah. You know, have him do that and then have Nova like turn and look at him and like point to her eyes like you know, up here, jackass. <laughs> I mean, and she doesn't even look at him. That's the whole thing. She's looking straight forward like, I can't believe he's looking at my chest. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, man. <sighs> yeah, but, you know. Uh, and they're eating steak? Where the hell are they getting steak? They're they're eating steak. They're and drinking they got wine. Rolls, they got a bottle of wine. And it's, it's actual red wine. <laughs> So it's it's not spring water. It's actually wine. All right. You know, poor Captain Avatar has to get around the ship when he goes down in the communication room. 
he has to get around with Dr. Sane working as his crutch. You know, don't you think Sandor could whip up a one-quarter size wheelchair with that fancy one-quarter size machine he has? <laughs> hey, he made a whole seamless plane. Yeah, well, yeah, but of course he had to make it four times the normal size it should right. be. <laughs> I increase size by four because my machine makes everything too small. So, Oh, and uh, one other thing that was edited out, I guess Dr. Sane's male nurse? Yes. <laughs> he... Uh, was constantly feeding him sake in the Japanese one. Yeah, well, the uh, and if you look at the the image on the website, he looked embarrassed to be doing it. <laughs> but I just find it. Show me on your uniform where Doctor Sane touched you. I just find it nice that Doctor Sane doesn't have have to do everything by himself, or when Nova gets a five minute break, he actually has a medical staff. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy, and then there was there were. Two, they didn't have the red cross on the uniform. They were the same, you know, button on the side uniform that the nurse is wearing when uh, Captain Avatar is coming down the hall. Right. The, the nurse, the, there were nurses trying to keep people out of the way and, and everything. So it's just nice that, you know, Sane isn't all by his lonesome. <laughs> and this is, you know, he, Sane writes Homer prescription to go to the holodeck. And oh, this whoa, is, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 yes. whoa, whoa, the fancy diagnosis. <laughs> you're not just gonna skip over that are you okay okay the, the, you know he takes uh, all right he had to look in his mouth open up oh. ah wider ah what are you gonna stick your head in there yeah <laughs> I mean, animated up with, machines hooked him up oh wow then you know and it pr- prints it out oh the diagnosis is homesickness really really <laughs> really you had to go through you why did you have to stick a probe up my butt to find that out doc I mean, you know, that's, I guess, in the really un- the edited, edited version. Yes. <laughs> what does this have to do with homesickness? <laughs> so, yeah, he says, oh, you need to go see Nova at the in the holography room. Yes. And this we did get a, a bit of this back in episode two where IQ9 does the hula. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Now, but we haven't seen it since then, which is why, you know, saying, yeah, that's... oh, I know you haven't been there. This is exactly why we have this. Go see your tape of your mother so you can go cry on the <laughs> Right. How is that going to help me? How... <laughs> okay. In what way? In what way is whole... what way is a three-dimensional representation of what I can't have going to help me? Okay. Yeah. How about you... How about you put me with the hula girls, Doc? Maybe that. Maybe <laughs> yeah. that will... I, I don't want to see my old mother carrying firewood through the snow. I want to see and I'm going to run up to her and pass my hands through yeah. her and, you know, blubber like an idiot and slam my fists against the yeah. deck. And, and that's actually, that's what makes him break is it's not so much seeing his mother. It's seeing his mother in a situation that he knows doesn't exist anymore. Right. Because it's, be- yeah. I, maybe we should say, because he lived in the northern part of Japan. Although at first I thought, what is he, in Tibet? I thought he was in Norway. Because all you see, yeah, it's like, well, first of all, you see his mountains. I'm like, okay, <laughs> are, are we going to Everest? What are we doing here? You see mountains, you see snow, you see fishermen. <laughs> I thought he was Scandinavian. Well, in the write-up, there are, nor- well, you know, there are northern parts of Japan. Oh, yeah. Because there they are... actually hosted the um, the Winter Olympics. Right. So, um, but yeah, it looks kind of like Norway, but I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is probably Northern Japan. So yeah, it's actually the, the Northern part of the main island Honshu, according to the, uh, the Japanese write up. Now, now one thing we didn't bring up that was what was really 
we did have a recap of the main plot, like you said, mm-hmm. in the synopsis. But I wonder if they edited this this episode because we have no recap of the main plot in the beginning of the story like we have every single episode for pretty much to this point. There is no, the year is, da, 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 and the star forces to travel the 186,000 light years. That's not in here. This goes straight in the Homer. Yeah, I, what I think. Right after that, the credits, boom, Homer. Yeah, I think the why they did that, why they skipped the narrator, is because they had uh, because, Commander Exposition right, in there. Right, because they, they do there, which I didn't even think of that until you read it in the synopsis. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's where they put it. So they're trying to work it in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, right, yeah, we talked about Lysis yeah. and his goofy Yeah, let, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let, oh wait! I'm out. That it, that, that if, oh, oh, okay, yeah, good. Uh, Avatar. This this is where we were talking before. When Avatar is talking to the Earth Defense Command, he says, "Yes, we're making space warps twice daily." <laughs> Wasn't it before? Holy crap! We have to do all this calculations, and we can't. It's dangerous. Now nah, it's just oh, it's it's nine o'clock. Hit the hit the button. I don't know. Well, next episode we're going to see that we're going to go back to oh, it takes time to charge up the the wave. Yeah, it, gun. it's oh, the plot demands drama. So now it takes three hundred seconds to charge the gun. Where a couple episodes ago it was just. Well, no, I think they that was how long it was going to take them to turn to get in position to fire. But that's next. It up. takes five minutes to turn the damn ship. I uh, science science. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> that's that's the next one. So, yeah, the space warps now are like, boom, boom, boom. We're just knocking them out. Well, let's just do three in a day. You know, come on. Yeah, pick, really. pick up the pace. And somebody's <laughs> beeping a horn outside. You know, I don't know if you, if you heard that. So, um, uh, yeah. So I heard that. <laughs> what my son go? Yeah. I, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <sighs> kids today maybe he's you know maybe he had that funny bird land on his head like it did for, for lysis's uh yeah what the henchman hell just that bird guy's just sitting there in like a motorcycle helmet and, and he has no eye he, he has, has no, no pupils that's well I, I maybe he was wearing goggles that's why i said it was a motorcycle <laughs> helmet. maybe they're goggles with a thin line and you know couldn't really see him yeah because the bird flies over which it's got, it's weird. It looks like, I swear I've seen that on some other cartoon, like a Flintstones. Well, somebody answered, God, somebody across the street is just blaring a horn. I'm going to go out there with a wave motion gun. <laughs> but I'll have to wait. Hold on. Got to charge this so I can shoot your car. Oh, I pulled away. Crap. So, um, yeah, that bird just. It, it's got this weird. It's neck. It goes yeah up, comes all the way back down to its ass it could kiss its, <laughs> it could kiss its own ass because it comes over and it's sitting on Lysis's shoulder and it's just bending its neck like in 180 degrees picking in his hair and Lysis is just like like it's no big thing yeah it it's like it's a very cartoony bird for this it, it is cartoony <laughs> it, it's yeah I, I agree it looks like something out of the Flintstones like well, I can't believe I have to wash the dishes again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like something you'd see under the sink or something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just nutty. Homer, when he goes out of the, you know, oh, because the big reveal is is that uh, um, Wildstar c- catches Homer in the communications room. No, wait. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. yeah. Homer goes and relieves his underling 
And then he gets on and talks to his mom and his dad wants him to come back. And in the Japanese one, like we said, his father actually dies, but here he's just sick. And, you know, his mother wants him to come home. And, and that's when he turns and he sees Wildstar. And Wildstar, you know, Captain Brilliant, you've been talking to Earth all along. <laughs> and then, but then he says to Wildstar, which is, you know, now that we know Wildstar's story, it's kind of heartless because he's like, you guys don't care anything about your families back on Earth. Yeah. Well, I see. I don't know how much of Wildstar's background no, is they don't. public knowledge. No, so. they don't. But we as the viewer, yeah. when we're like, oh, man, that's. That stings, Ow. yeah. It's like, oh, which he doesn't, Wildstar doesn't really chase him at first. He's kind of like, you know, he's kind of stunned by that too. And then uh, <laughs> Homer goes up to Venture Gump, <laughs> find, the, find, the, fly, find the ship, and, you know, we got to turn around. My father's sick, my family. And, and Venture's like not even turning his head, barely looking at him. He's like, we got to get to Iskandar. <laughs> We'll go home when we finish our mission. Gamelon's Shut do. Shut the hell up. Gamelon's do as Gamelon's does. <laughs> Gotta keep flying. And then he, and then he, Homer, like, really, at that point, just, like, has a psychotic break. And he's like, oh. ah, screams and runs off. And that's when he gets in the airlock and yeah. goes by Nova's window going, what the? Why did I jump out? <laughs> no, stop. I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. And then while he's floating out in space, he sees, you know, he sees the what he thinks is the earth and you know and he's yeah and, and again it's just it it was just so sad because he's he's he actually calls for his mommy and his daddy you know he's going yeah. mommy daddy i'm coming home and you're just like man it's it's a very very heavy episode very yeah this this isn't an episode that you look at and say this is not a kid's show which maybe that's why i didn't remember it as much as a kid you know because yeah. well one i didn't I'll never forget it now because of life experience and other right. things. But then I was, this was probably to me, this was probably, that's a boring episode. Eh. Well, you see, this is one of the ones that stuck out in my head when, oh. when I saw it as a kid and then, you know, hadn't seen it for a number of years. This is one of the ones that I always remembered Homer floating out in space. Yes. It was that this episode and the one where Sandor's arms come off. See, I remember that one, but this one, for some reason, I just really didn't remember it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. It just, it stuck with me. Mm. And it, but it, it's a powerful episode. And we finally, after many sad, and I think we had a slightly different sad music mo motif during this one as well. One we hadn't heard before, like a, like the sad tune played with a different instrument. I want to say it was like a flute or something. There was something that was, that I hadn't heard before. Yeah, it was different. Yeah. It was the same sad music, but played with, you know, slightly differently. Yeah, okay, too many L-Y words there, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but then we finally get some happy-go, you know, the happy-go-lucky inspirational music when they blow up the Gamelon satellite. and Right. But, you know, Homer's finally like, yeah, I shouldn't be talking to mom and dad. I'm good, let's go. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, Homer. As so, 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 soon as they land. Lock this man up. <laughs> okay, you're going to the brig. Psyche <laughs> valve right now. Put him on meds. You're relieved of command. Yeah. But he's back on duty in the next episode. Yep. Which, uh, do we really have anything else to, to say? No, I, th I think we covered, well, at least we covered all my notes. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we covered mine. I mean, it's, it's pretty, 
it's a very hard episode to get through if you're, you know, it's just really powerful, I guess. Yes. Would be a good word. It's, you know. So now I guess we'll get on to something maybe a little bit lighter. A little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Get it? Lighter? Lighter? (laughs) Because the next episode we're going to cover is episode 20, Artificial Sun. And what was the Japanese name on this one? The Japanese name for this was The Day Planet Balin's Sun Fell. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's That's a little on the nose, don't you think? That's not giving away the entire plot (laughs) in the opening. I mean, Artificial Sun's kind of leaves vague. Oh, it's an Artificial Sun. I wonder what that means. Not we're going to drop it on the freaking planet. The day planet bell, whatever. So anyway, <clears throat> episode 20, Artificial Sun. Or as I like to say, don't let the sun go down on me. Sorry. <laughs> the Star Force finally arrives at Planet Balan, the halfway point to Iskandar, unaware that the Gamelons have a base there. Derek Wildstar and Conroy scout the area. Okay, and I just got to point out, why is he in a... Sh- Never mind. We'll... <laughs> I'm going to fly the ship with no weapons. Anyway, (laughs) noticing that Balan's sun seems to orbit the planet and not the other way around. Then they encounter missile fire from Balan and discover the Gamelon base. When they return to the Argo, Wildstar suggests they destroy the base now so they don't have to worry about it on the way back. As the Star Force begins to attack the Balan base, Wildstar asks one of the other bridge members to keep an eye on the sun, saying he has a hunch about it, but we'll explain later. I guess he gets that from Doctor Who. Meanwhile, General Lysis, who is, uh, guys, maybe the bird was done grooming his head, who is with his fleet far out in space away from planet, and I must note that it was 50 megameters, shoots an activation beam of what turns out to be an artificial sun. Lysis says he wants to trap the Argo between the sun and the base, even if it means sacrificing the base. Horrified, Volgar reports this to Deslock. <laughs> As the sun forces the Argo closer to the Gamelon's, ba- Gamelon's Balan base, Wildstar points the ship towards the sun. Suddenly, the sun stops. Having heard of Lysis' plan, Deslock has ordered him to call off the attack. The delay gives the Star Force the time it needs to use the Argo's wave motion gun to destroy the sun, fragments of which rain down on the Balan base and also destroy it. Lysis and his fleet retreat into space. Back on board the Argo, Wildstar explains how he suspected that the sun was not real. Captain, yeah, right. Yeah. Captain Avatar then formally designates him as the Argo's deputy captain, ceding some of the responsibilities of running the ship to him. Earth has 253 days left. Okay, so now we know why Venture was talking back to Wildstar in the previous, you know, couple episodes ago because he wasn't officially the deputy captain. Mm. I. Could have sworn that had happened earlier in the series, but maybe that was just Wildstar and Avatar talking and they didn't, that the words deputy captain didn't come up. Yeah. So, I mean, does this mean he's going to have to wear that damn heavy coat? (laughs) Like, not until the next series. (laughs) Maybe maybe Captain Avatar would get better if he would just take that coat off. (laughs) You know, I'm having a hard time getting around. Well, maybe if he didn't sleep in that coat (laughs) and, and the hat. And, and the hat and have surgery in the Hell, coat. He at least took the coat off for surgery. The hat stayed on. Yeah. I'm like, do you take a shower with that coat on? I mean, because that's got to be, man, if that's like a pea coat. Oh, like, man. I had a pea coat and that was thick, heavy wool. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, that's that thing's heavy. So anyway. <laughs> you ever, you, you've seen um, 
the Polar Express, right? Yeah. The cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know how when the conductor takes his hat off, he is completely bald under exactly where the <laughs> hat sits? I think that's what's going on with Avatar. That's why he doesn't take the hat off. Because all you see is just the hair that you see is all he has. His, I think his, the hat, his skin's grown into his hat. <laughs> can't take it off. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh. now here, here's something that is, I don't think, discussed in the Japanese version or in this the the American version, why are they on an un, unarmed fighter or scout ship or whatever? Yeah, that doesn't. It's not really clear. But no, a, I mean, I, it's a modified ship because the seats are now side by side instead of front back. Yeah, so well, that makes it easier for Wildstar to shift IQ nine into piloting for no good reason. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So I guess because they made it wider, they had to remove all the weapons. Yeah, but... <laughs> Sorry. I, they could have just said something like, oh yeah, Wildstar's piling the uh, the unarmed scout ship because it has more sensors or whatever. Yeah, I mean... It, it, just add again, a line. They, add, they added a line with uh, Avatar thinking something about Wildstar's judgment in the American version. Mm-hmm. That wasn't in the Japanese about uh, basically they're they're talking about how Wildstar insisted that only Conroy go with him rather than a whole squadron and Avatar thinks to himself I wonder if I need to worry about his judgment yeah at the beginning of the episode where at the end he names him deputy captain but whatever how does IQ9 know this is the only sun that order orbits a planet in the galaxy i don't know <laughs> I mean, just, Earth ship, just, just saying, Earth ships can barely get to Pluto in a week. I mean, yeah, how, so he's like, this is the only planet where the sun orbits, where the sun orbits it in the galaxy. What I you mean? You, you mean up until you guys have explored? Shut up, IQ nine. You could just say, "Holy crap, the sun is orbiting the planet." That ain't right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, um, nah. Whatever. Um, now. <laughs> See if you get this 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 note that I have, starring Volgar as Frankenstein's monster. Because <laughs> in a scene to where Lysis is looking at them approaching, you have Volgar walking behind Lysis, and his legs, his his knees are not bending, and he's like, and he's grunting, going, and he's walking back and forth behind Lysis. And I'm going, what is he doing? Sun bad. Light fire. I was like, what the hell is going on? And his, yeah, his I... face, he's making these faces. Fire bad. <laughs> I was just... Although I have to say that, you know, Volgar, he, he grows a pair in this one because he he likes his base on Balin and doesn't want Lysus to uh, and, uh, smash okay. the sun into it. I mean... Well, yeah, well, because I don't think Volgar, he didn't want to lose all his cool stuff. Yeah, he didn't want to lose that weird painting or his concubine. Oh, he's going to smash my room. So so what does Volgar do? He, he goes over Lysus's head and calls Deathlock. He runs like a little bitch. <laughs> Straight in the Mommy, desk. mommy, he's going to destroy my stuff. Okay, but what I don't understand is why did Deathlock stop him? That's what, it's like, I, that seems like... Well, there's... If, the, there's, if, if there's it's going to work... About, well, yes, it's going to work, but it's going to kill all the Gamelons on the base. No, didn't they get them all out? 
Oh wait, no, they had they did leave like the small group of guys. No, right. was there people still on the base? Was there? there they never showed because they could have just automated those weapons. Yeah. They never showed anybody. Yeah, they don't show anybody. But still, I mean, Deathlock has been shown in the past to not want to win at all costs. Well, he I... wants to win, but he doesn't want to destroy his empire doing it. Yeah, Lysis wants he, Lysis will ram a sun into a planet if the Star Force is between the two. But I could have sworn, unless I'm thinking different seasons, I could have sworn that earlier in this season that Deathlock did set, said something to Crypt or one of his generals that like you know then why are you still alive or why this and you know that like well he he said to Crypt he said don't return to Gamelon unless you destroy the Star Force mm. he didn't he never say do you know kill yourself and your entire fleet which is what happened it could at, at this point though you would think that if you've got someone that seems to have a pretty good plan and right in the middle of it possibly working. You're gonna stop them. Yeah. If I was, I mean, maybe I'm just cold-hearted, but I mean, uh, but we've been, been like, well, hmm, yeah, we'll get rid of the Star Force, and then just reprimand Lysis later. I mean, I, or, but or maybe you know, because then I thought, well, maybe Deslock really deep down wants the to do it himself, but you know, and maybe he's got something against Lysis. No, because like. Because I, I don't remember how it plays out towards the end exactly. Yeah, I, I don't either. I, I remember I re- the last episode to where we could, which I won't spoil too much, to where you say he doesn't want to, w- where you could say that Deslock does want to yeah. win at all costs because of what he does in the last episode. Yeah, but that's after he. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. Free. That is after yeah. something big happens, which I won't yeah. say. <laughs> okay. mm, so his yeah. attitude does change. Because then he could be a man that has nothing left to lose then. Exactly. Mm. But uh, one thing in this that they cut out was when they're fl- doing the recon, they fly over and they see a bunch of skeletons of what look like the Balanosaurus. Which, yeah. <laughs> which was made up of all these single cell organisms and whatnot, but it looks like there used to be a Balanosaurus. Balanosaurus uh, Rex. <laughs> they used to have those creatures there and the Gamelons basically destroyed them all. Well, if... Did you read up on the Japanese one? Yeah. That those creatures were alive, and this is how how deep of a plan Lysis has. They There's a thing, I guess originally I've been reading some of those. There was a plan for a 39-episode season. Right. That was before the, the current, the actual 26-episode season was ordered. They had 13 more episodes worth of plot. Yeah. That they were working on, and some of that filtered in. Right, which last episode, part of that long ga- long game, mental mind F game that Lysus was playing was the whole allow the Star Force to talk to the Earth so that their morale will erode from in, and that will destroy the... You know, he's playing these long, elaborate things, and, and that, that was a lot of the episodes were that, and... It's mentioned that that Lysis, but he's actually what is his name? Damel, Dormel. Where is it? D something. D bag. Dommel. Dommel. Dommel arigato, Mister Roboto. Bird cleans my head. Bird. Dommel. Yeah. Dommel. That he actually. Okay. He killed. All the Balanosaurus he could find 
to entice the Star Force to attacking the base. Right. Because they would be so upset that they killed all the Bolanosauruses that they would attack the base. Whereas, because this is one of the things that they say in the write-up that the American version <laughs> made much more sense when Wildstar says, hey, let's let's kill these, let's get rid of these guys now so we don't have to deal with them later. Not, oh my god, you know, I got my card member, I'm a card membering member of PETA, or <laughs> it would be SPPETA, space, you know, yeah. people for the, for the ethical treatment of, of uh, or Pete Boom, Petba, uh, for the people for the ethical treatment of Bolanosauruses. <laughs> but no, no. So, and actually, we jump ahead to the end. Uh, well, no, now let's get through the sun. Mr. Sun, sun, Mr. Golden Sun. No. Too many kids shows. You probably, see, no, you, that's probably before, because your little girl's small now. So, yeah. I, Mr. Golden Sun. What was that? I think that was Barney. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Bar- <laughs> Barney has never been on even one Mr. second. Sun, sun, Mr. Golden Sun. Please shine down. Oh, no, that's Wilbur. I think that's Wilbur. Uh, Wilbur the cow. Anyway, I've gone too far. <laughs> yes. Yes, you have. I didn't watch a lot of kids' show. Didn't affect me. <laughs> so, all right. So they decide we're going to get. We're going to attack the base. Now, there's some... Did you notice some weird animations of the ship? Some really goofy angles that it just didn't look drawn well? Yeah, it's like they... Like, they... like there's no way... Like, somebody squashed it from the top. Just... Like, there's no way you turn that ship, it's going to actually look like that. Yeah, I I think it probably got something like, at the last minute, oh, we need this. Yeah. This like, animated. Quick, do it. Squick, send uh, Bob, uh, Bob in there to... To, yeah okay thanks bob that's great <laughs> it looks like a sausage but just just throw it in mm-hmm. do it live oh, sorry. <laughs> um and in the whole sun thing i think we have an actual credit shot of this uh, yeah the the whole blowing up of the sun the blowing up of the sun that in pretty much entire sequence is lifted for the end credits mm-hmm. the very beginning of the end credits yeah um i had another note i guess captain avatar had sunstroke <laughs> because as you know maybe he should again maybe if you didn't wear that big heavy coat yeah as the artificial sun was falling you wouldn't have had to have passed out almost and gone off the bridge although i do like the the line from eager because Wildstar says eager pay attention to the sun and you said oh all right but i don't need any more freckles <laughs> all right but i don't need any more freckles can i stop looking at the sun i'm going <laughs> blind <laughs> And Wildstar, he's like, he's so coy. Just tell him. Just tell him. Why do you... I got a hunch about that son. Really? How about you just let me in so I know what the hell's going on? Yeah, I, just... What do you got to get this nugget of knowledge? Like, like he's... Oh, I'm not going to tell anybody. And then at the end, he has the whole big elaborate explanation. And they're like, so how did you know that son was artificial? <laughs> what? Yeah, well, that's... See, that all comes when, even though they're 44 days behind schedule, they stop on Balin to take samples. Yeah, well, yeah, well, well, you know, I could, they could say just don't in the Japanese when they say to get food, food stores. Well, yeah, and that, that makes sense because that big space turtle, as they call it, is going to end up as turtle soup. But uh, actually, uh, in the Japanese when they say that that actually is a Balanosaurus, but looks nothing like the thing that they fought before. Right, yeah. Yeah, a space turtle, space turtle soup. Mm -mm. And then Dr. Sane is going to bathe in the, in the, uh, in the shell, 
He's <laughs> such a sicko. And he's going to have, you know, IQ 9's going to be there. Would you like a towel, doctor? Uh, so, in, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I could be. You never know. It's hard. But doesn't metal melt at a temperature that you hit before you actually get to the surface of a sun? Doesn't that usually start, like, in the corona? My corona. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I would think so. So why are they so worried about, oh, the sun's going to hit us in two minutes? Well, Science! I... Science! <laughs> By that time, the ship would have melted. Yeah, that that whole, oh, well, let's see. It, it's going to take us 300 seconds to turn to get into position to fire on the sun. And Eager's like, we've only got 290 seconds. Yeah. And then we cut the lysis. <laughs> they only have 290 seconds. <laughs> Just as I plan. Oh, shut up. You, <laughs> you had, you know, that's why I pressed the button when I did. <laughs> Freaking Dr. Evil. Yeah, but, you know, even though Deslock stops everything and slaps lysis down, the base is still destroyed. <laughs> yeah. And in the end, they still lost the base. And the Star Force got away. Dumbass. You know, part of me is wondering if the the writers said, you know, we haven't shown Deslock in about ten episodes. Yeah, let's have Volgar runoff panel. Yeah. <laughs> we need Deslock. We need Deslock. Uh, he's going to destroy my stuff. <laughs> At which point Deslock would be, well, I don't like tattletales, Volgar. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to destroy my Velvet Melanosaurus painting collection. No, I think he's still worried about his concubines. Oh, what if they left them there? <laughs> All non-essential personnel will stay on the base. Yeah, Lysis would have left them there just to piss off Algar. Oh, what a dick move. Oh. No, 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 no. Half-naked chicks have to stay. Ooh, wow. But my bird comes with me. <laughs> yeah, such a good little bird. A good bird. Mm, oh, you, you, must, you must pick the lice out of my hair. <laughs> Daddy That's has... why he's called Lysis. <laughs> Space lysis. Daddy has lice in his hair. Please get that for me. <laughs> that was Lysis's bird, in case nobody knew. I, I hope so. Yeah. I didn't think Alvin made that noise. He would be, you know, Alvin would be eating the space bird. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, it was this was a this was a pick me up from last episode. Yeah, yeah. This this is more the action packed. Oh, we gotta get you know take care of this. We gotta fire the wave motion gun. So this, they seem to know their pacing. Yeah, yeah. They they don't have too many heavy episodes in a row. They always get back to the action, mm -hmm. and we're gonna see pretty quick. We're gonna be wrapping this up because like like we said, there's only six episodes left after this. Yeah, and we're gonna get to Gamelon. We're gonna get to the. We're gonna end up on Iskandar. We're gonna get a resolution to a whole bunch of stuff. Bang, 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 bang. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in the next few episodes, which is why, if you look at it as originally there was thirty nine, you can see where the extra thirteen would have been. Yeah, because <laughs> they get it's so slow in the beginning, just getting out of the solar system. Then you have that's a much better paced show, and then it's like, let's wrap it all up right now. Yeah, well, I mean, you could see it would take longer to get out of the solar system only because they have to fight their way out of the solar system. Right. You know. But now they're so, going... But Yeah, now they're towards doing... Towards Gamelon. So, mm -hmm. you know, you would think that there would be even more resistance. 
And we're going to see a couple big battles coming our way. So Yeah, there is got, got the Rainbow Galaxy coming up. Yep, that's a two-parter. Mm. So, so, yeah, that's... Uh, you know, there was one other thing that they did uh, that I forgot to mention was when they were the sun was barreling down on them, yeah. was that Wildstar kicked in the engines in reverse to gain some distance between himself and the sun, while at the same time rocketing them even faster towards the planet's surface, which is kind of a ballsy move. But if you're going to die and you've got a chance to try to pull it out, because they did gain some time, and then actually when Lysis. Uh, took his finger off the button, which is kind of silly. You have to keep your finger on a stupid button to make yeah. the sun constantly. Because when um, Deslock comes and says something, he takes his finger off the button. <gasps> I would have just kept that button down and said, what? I can't hear you. What? What? Sorry, sir. Bad connection. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was kind of a, like a ballsy. Kind of reminds me a, like a little bit of like maybe like a Kirk Star Trek two Wrath of Khan move, like the, like a tactical maneuver. Right. You know, like the whole Z minus 10,000 meters and then popping up behind Khan. But, you know. So, but Hey, you know, somebody's going to drop a sun on you. You got to come up with something. Oh yeah. And quick too. Mm-hmm. So, well, I guess we've reached the end of another one. Unless you've got any, any more, anything else to add? I'm, I'm kind of emotionally, out from the first episode and actioned out from the second one. Yeah, this this was a, a very interesting couple episodes to go through, but yeah, I, I've covered everything I wanted to. Okay, well, I guess next time to steal Andy Leyland's line. <laughs> uh, well, he's not going to be using it much more, is he? Oh, what, what does that mean that that the copyright is open? I don't know. Well, I no, he's using it on uh, Listen to the Prophets now. Damn! Oh, that's right. Son of well, I don't have the list in front of me because I'm a boob. Well, I do. Oh, okay. So what okay. do we got next time? Next time we have Challenge of the Rainbow Galaxy followed by the Battle of the Rainbow Galaxy. Ooh. So we got some big stuff going on, uh, including one of the famous things that they copied for the live-action Star Blazers or Space Battleship Yamato movie, which is the Drill Missile. Oh. Cool. And those that know about it are now looking forward to it. That those that don't know, you're in for a treat. All right. Well, as always, everybody can go catch these on Hulu. And I believe you said this is now on Hulu Plus. Yes, you can now stream it through all your other devices on Hulu Plus. It is no longer web only. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have Hulu, although it was free on Hulu, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was the free side of Hulu. Yeah, it, it's if you go to the website, it's free. Uh, I believe they are still on YouTube. Yeah, that's where I watched it last night. Yeah. It was on YouTube, so yeah. that's uh, so it's it's still there. And if you have ad blocker, <laughs> you don't have to watch ads. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, I guess we will be back in a month or so to cover our next episodes. Until then, everybody, stay safe. I don't know why I said that. I just <laughs> I can't follow that. <laughs> stay safe. Come on, <laughs> come on. We gotta come up with a better exit line than that, man. <laughs> stay safe. Um. Don't take any Bolanosaurus nickels. Um, don't go crying to Deslock. <laughs> don't be a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wait. I was waiting for Lysis to turn to him to, to Volgar and say, you know, snitches get stitches. <laughs>
I have a job for you. Next you see next you see Volgar in his underwear and he's picking the nits off of the bird. <laughs> on a perch sitting on a perch. <laughs> sitting on a perch. <laughs> Alright, there you go. That'll be our outro. Bye everybody. See you later. Bye. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True Freaks. Freaks.